All right, so if we remember yesterday's daf, today's daf is daf Chavzayim. Yesterday's daf, the beginning of the fourth parak, was a very long Mishnah. Amud Aleph and Amud Beis. Yeah, so we had a, a, a long Mishnah on Amud Aleph and Amud Beis. We're back on over here. Um, and we had a big focus on the Mamadais, right? When the Kahanim would go and work in the Beis HaMikdash, so alongside them, they had Levim and Yisraelim. The Levim would go to the Beis HaMikdash, the Yisraelim would gather together in the Shul, and they would have a Maimed. I mean, the Mishnah went through the various uh, things that the Anshe Maimed, the people of, of the Maimed would do, and that's what our Gemara is picking up on. Here we go. Four lines from the top of Chavzayin, Amad Aleph, Eilu, Hain, Ma'amadais. These are the Ma'amadais, Tafish, Namar, Tzavas, Bnei Yisrael, Vichulu, from the Parsha of Tzavas, Bnei Yisrael. Okay, says the Gemara, what are you talking about? It says, these are the Ma'amadais, because it says, command Bnei Yisrael. Micah, Omar, what in the world is going on in the Mishnah? Answers the Gemara, Haki Gomar. This is what the Mishnah means, Eilu, Hain, Ma'amadais. The following things are done by the Mamadais. Umatam tiknu Mamadais. And why in the world are there Mamadais in the first place? Why do you have Yidin Yisraelim? They need to get together in the towns and gather inside of the shield. The Fishanamar, because Staten Pusik. Tzavis bnei Yisrael, Martalem as Karboni Lachmi Lishai, command bnei Yisrael, and say to them as Karboni Lachmi Lishai. My carbon, my lechem, my fire. What does that mean? Here's the problem. We know that when a hakrava, when a carbon is brought on behalf of an owner, the owner needs to be standing there. How can the kayan be going ahead and doing the, the avoda and say, as carboni lachmi li'ishai, if there's no Yisrael in there? You need the ones who the carbon are being brought on behalf of to be present. We're misakin, they decreed that there should be 24, uh, 24 mishmaris, 24 watches. I'll call mishmar or mishmar. And with each watch of Kohanim, there should be a maimed in Yerushalayim of Kohanim. Levim and Yisraelim, Higiyazman Mishmar Lalois, when it came time for the, that Mishmar to go do the work in the base Hamikdosh, excuse me, Kahanim Levim, Mahim Yerushalayim, the Kam Levim would go up to Yerushalayim and the Yisraelim would gather together inside of the Shul. Period. Okay. So that really, just candidly, that's how we read the Mishnah yesterday anyway. Okay? Not anyway, but um, that was our previous understanding of the Mishnah. We really explained this Gemara as we read through the Mishnah. Okay, bottom line. Let's give a quick, simple recap. It says, these are the Mamadais because it says, Sabbath Bnei Yisrael. What does it mean? The reason why we have Mamadais is because since it says in the Pasuk that we need to bring these Karbanas. And with each Karban, the owner needs to be present. The Nevi'im established Mamadais of Yisraelim to go hand in hand with the Mishmar of the Kayhan. Tanu Rabbanu, the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Esim Rabbanu, Mishmaris, Eretz Yisrael. There are 24 Mishmaris in Eretz Yisrael. Ushtem Esrei B'Yerichai. And there were 12 in Yerichai. Okay. Says the Gemara, one second. It seems to imply, how many Mishmaris are there? 24 plus 12. How many Mishmaris are there? 36. What's the problem? We learned how many Mishmaris? 24. 
Says the Gemara, Shtei Mesrei B'Yerichai. Besides the 24, there's 12 more in Yerichai. Nefishin Lehutuva. We got too many now. And we know there were 24 Mishmaris. Each Mishmar got two weeks. That, that used up 48 weeks. And then there was a Gairo. There was a lottery to decide the last four. 36 Mishmaris? Never heard of such a thing, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Ela Shtei Mesrei Bahem B'Yerichai. You misunderstood. It's not that there's 36 Mishmaris. There's 24 total. And the Bryce is letting us know that out of the 24, 12, were in, uh, 12 of them existed in Yericha. Okay. Now, when it came time for a Mishmar, a watch group of Kohanim, to go work in the base of Mikdash, half the Mishmar would go up from Eretzrol to Yerushalayim. And the other half of that group would go to Yerichai. In order to be able to, to make sure that there was enough enough food and water for those that were going and working. Now let's keep talking about this. It's very interesting. Amar Yudah Shmuel. Yudah says the name of Shmuel. We know that Kahanim and Leviim and Yisraelim or ma'akev for the carbon. Your carbon needs to be brought with those that it represents, and therefore it is necessary to have a kayan, a levi, and Yisraelim, kahanim, levi, Yisraelim, present at the time of the carbonist. Now, the masnisa tana, we learned in the Bryce, Reb Shimon Lazar, Reb Shimon Lazar, Reb Shimon Lazar says, kahanim, leviim, is that the base? Reb Shimon Lazar. Aymer, yep. Shimon Allah says, Kahanim Leviim Uklishir Ma'akvinesa Karbon. Kahanim being there, Leviim being there, and the musical instruments are all crucial for the carbon to be kosher. Yeah, it is. You need music in the life of a Yid. You need music when you're coming close to the Bani Shalom. You need Kahanim, Leviim, and music. The Maikam Mifagi. So where's the Machlaikas? Initially, we just said you need Kahanim Leviim Yisrael. Comes along with Shimon Allah and he says you need Kahanim, Leviim, and musical instruments. What's this machlaikas based on? One man, the Amar holds the main way to have music is through singing. So as long as you have your kahanim, you don't need the klishir. The other one says, Ikrashira is bikli, is with a vessel. And therefore, besides for the kahanim and levim, you also need the musical, uh, you also need the musical vessels. Okay, beautiful. Now, Omar Rav Chama Bar Guria, Omar Rav. Rav Chama Bar Guria says in the name of Rav. Listen, because we're now about to enter into a fascinating conversation about the establishment of our Mishmaris. Maisha Tiklam Mishmaris. Maisha originally established that there should be eight Mishmaris in Kal Yisrael. Arba Meya Lazar Vedalid Mi'isamar. Okay, we know Arnakain had four sons, two died. And the remaining two were Elazar and Isamar. Elazar, his family was divided into four Mishmaris, and Isamar's family was divided into four Mishmaris as well. Bo Shmuel, Shmuel came along later. And he further divided each family into groups. And now we went from 16, eight Mishmaris to 16. But David, David came along. And he established 24 Mishmarei Shinemar, as it says, Bishnasar Boim 
the Malchus Dabr in the 40th year of Dabr HaMelech's rule, Nidrasha v'yimotzei b'hem, they looked and they found Giboirei Chayil, strong men, v'yazer Gilad in Yazer Gilad. Okay. So, um, in the 40th year of David HaMelech's kingship, um, it went from it went from uh, 16 up till 24. Mesve. That's a challenging question. Right now, what, how did we just learn? Maisha established eight mishmares amongst the Kahanim. Shmuel made it 16. Maisha Rabbeinu, I'm sorry, not Maisha. David HaMelech made it 24. Mesve, that's a challenging question. Maisha, let me show you mishmares. Arba Meyelazar, Arba Meyisamar. But David, David is now coming along with Shmuel and Shmuel, It's not that Shmuel made it 16 and David made it 24. David and Shmuel both made it 24. This is David and Shmuel who established them in their Amuna. They established 24. So ask the Gemara, what do you mean? Shmuel made it 16, David made it 24. You see, David and Shmuel did it together at 16. Now, I want to pause for a minute. A little bit of history. When David HaMelech was in his 40th year of kingship, Shmuel HaNavi was not around. So this cannot be taken literally. I mean, it, it can't be that Shmuel and David are doing this in his 40th year. So within the question, you already find there's a partial answer. Because we're saying, oh, David and Shmuel both did it, but we know really that Shmuel didn't do it. Because he wasn't alive. He didn't do it then. And this is how the Gemara is ultimately understanding it. Let's keep reading. Says the Gemara, Hachi Kamar, here's Taka what happened. The way we got up to a total of 24 was through Shmuel expanding what Moshe did. And now David is expanding what Shmuel did. So both Shmuel and David ultimately helped it cause 24 mishmaris. Alright? So, it's not David and Shmuel that made 24, but it's because of their actions that ultimately the original 8 were divided further into 24. Okay. Tanya Idach. We learned in a different b'risa. Maisha Tiklaham, Yisrael, Sheshes, Reit, Mishmaris. Maisha made 16. Not 8. 16. So already we see a machlaikis. Previous price says Maisha started out at eight, right? Allah's are four, some are four. Now we say sixteen. Eight for each. And when there were more people from the family of Allah, more than Isamar, there were more children. So they made it twenty-four, meaning they further divided Elazar. Originally it was eight and eight. Elazar had eight, Isomar had eight, according to this Bryson. But Elazar got too big. So they, we ended up dividing up Elazar's family. We split up Elazar. So now he's 16, Isomar is eight. That's how we got 24. as it says, We found that the sons of Elazar were many. The Rosh and they were more than the heads of the men, Bnei Isomar. More than the family of Isamar, 
So we ended up splitting up a lazar into 16 um, base avais, 16 different families. And the Somar's families remained eight. Base of Echad Achos Le Elazar, the Achos Echad Le Isam. Okay, so we we uh, expanded Elazar's family, but Isamar's family remained the same. Fine. This is the other Brisa. This Brisa is clearly arguing on the original opinion again, which was that Maisha made eight, Shmuel made sixteen, and Dovin made twenty-four. Here we see that originally each one got eight. Okay. Now, on this Bryce, let's ask the Gemara Akasha, Ashaila, my Va'imer, what do you mean Va'imer? What is this extra Pasuk uh, proving to us more than we knew previously about a Lazar's family being divided? The Gemara says, I'll tell you what the Pasuk is adding. Vechitema, you could possibly say, Ki Lazar. The same way that a Lazar's family got larger. Hachanami dinafishi b'nei Yisamar. Eventually, a Lazar's family is going to get large as well. And maybe you'll say that really it was four. And Allah's and Isamar went from four to eight. Tashma, come and listen. No, base of Echad Achuz, Allah'sar, Ba'achuz Echad, Le Isamar. You see that only Allah's family was expanded, but Isamar's family was not expanded. If you would only have the first Pasuk, the first Pasuk just told me that it was 16 and 8. But it didn't tell me what the original number was. You see from here that the original number for his summer was eight as well, because he was never expanded. Okay. Now, by the way, you find a it's just so fascinating how it connects to this week's parsha, because we have in Parsha Vayigash, we it lists the Mishpachas, the families of the Shvatim, and it tells us that that Ubnei Don uh, yeah. Don had one son. They had one son. And this son was deaf. Binyamin, for example, had ten sons. And Don had one. He had one son who was deaf. Yeah. That's it. A much, much different family, a much different household than Binyamin. But just to point out, when you look at Klal Yisrael being counted two generations later, Don's Shevet is much larger than Binyamin's Shevet. Much larger. So the Bali Musr say, you see from here, the Kayach of Tefillah. Because if Dun had one son who was deaf, call the, the family that, you know, didn't have much mazel going for them. You imagine how much Dun must have davened for his son? How much Tefillah he poured into him? And if people had the larger, you know, uh, happy-go-lucky you know, uh, healthy, everything's great, you don't turn to the Rabbanu as much. And just two generations later, when Klal Yisrael is leading Mitzrayim, look at the numbers of done, it's, it's by far, uh, it's by far from the, um, the, the larger Shvatim. But getting back to over here, says the Gemara, a question. Tiyufta de Rav Bar This is a Tiyufta on Rav Bar Why? Because in Rav Bar um, we, uh, we, he holds that there was only eight. This Bryce, you see, that originally was eight for each, a total of 16. Give you a simple answer. And what is that? Machlekes and Bryce's. That's it. Very nice. You have a Tana who holds that originally it was 16. I disagree. I agree with the Tana that says eight. 
I agree you have a question on me from a different Tana, but as long as I got a Tana backing me up, I'm not blown out of the water. Okay? He's sticking to his guns. Period. End of that goodbye. Tana Rabbana. The rabbis learned that's why they're rabbis. Arba Mishmarais Alumin Agayla. There were four Mishmarais that came up with Ezra from Golis. You got to listen to this. This is wild. The Besamekdash, first Besamekdash is destroyed. There's 70 years of Golis. Ezra comes back to rebuild the second Besamekdash. Who was with him? A very small percentage of Kayusha. Out of the 24 families, the 24 Mishmaris, four agreed to go back up and work in the Beis HaMikdash. It is for the second Beis HaMikdash. Initially. Ve'iluhin. But let me tell you the names. The ones who stepped up to the plate. The ones who said, we're going back. We're going to do, go back and do the Avaidah in the Beis HaMikdash. Yedaya, Pashkar, uh, Yedaya, Charam, Pashkar, Ve'emar. The families of Yadaya, Charim, Pashkar, Ve'emor. These were the names of Kahanim. They're also given the family's names. Amdu Nevi'im Shebeneim. And there were Nevi'im amongst them. Top of Amr Beis that stood up. Ve'chilkum. And split them up. Split up these four families. Ve'midum al-Asrim Ba'arba. Four now became 24. Because we needed 24 Mishmaris. And 20 wouldn't come back. So you know what happened? the four families of Kahanim that agreed to come back, each of them were split up, and now for a total of 24. They mixed up the names of the Mishmaris, and they wrote them on cloth, on parchment, and Yedaya, we'll call him Captain of Team Yedaya, came to the raffle. And he took six portions for the family of Yedaya. Because they need to take 25% of the weeks. Bacharim, then Charim came along. He took six total for the Charim families. The captain of team Pashkar came. And captain of team Amar. Even Yahirib who was the head of all the Mishmaris, if they come up in the future, it's the ones who step up to the plate and show up and be there when Klai Yisrael needs them that are going to be Zeichet to work. And even if the Emeritus, Kayin, who used to be in charge, comes back and he's like, oh, but what about me? You know, I was the one who ran the base on Mikdash. We say to him, what's the last letter of the Aleph base? Tough. That's it. You lost your job. It was handed over to a different family. We say in the Mishmar, we said in the Mishnah, that the Yisraelim that were part of that Mishmar, they're now called the Maimed, they would gather together in their shuls, in their towns. The Kairim B'maisev Reishis. And they would start up by reading from the beginning of Sefer B'reishis. How do you know that they would read from the Torah Sefer B'reishis? Amar of Yaakov Baracha, Amar of Asi. Yaakov Baracha says the name of Rabbi Asi. 
You know why we read Seder Brejas? To let us know that if not for the Avaidah that we're joining together to do with the Kahanim of the Beis Mikdash and Klal Yisrael getting together in the shuls, the Shemayim Ha'aretz are not going to exist. Shemayim as it says, Vayoymer, I'm sorry, Vayoymer, and Avram Avinu says, Hashem Eloikim Bame'eda Kirishan. How will I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna get Eretz Yisrael? Show me. How do I know for sure? Amar Avram, what do you mean? You know what Avram says? It says the Gemara. Right now, I know we're on good terms. But what happens? There's gonna come a day. There could possibly come a day. Where my children are gonna sin against you? And you might do to call you so you do to the, the generation of the flood. And the gener and the the Dorha Flaga, right? When the world needed to be uh, separated. Amar Light. Akadish Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, no worries. Lav. Yeah. Says, nothing to worry about. You don't need to be concerned. I'm going to destroy the world. Amar the fun of Avram Avinu says, Rabbi Shalom, Hidiyani Kama Yerushana. Yeah. Let me know. How do I know? How do I know it's Taka? Not going to be destroyed, our relationship and the relationship with my children. Omar Egla Shelas, bring me three uh, golem young calves, and three young goats. You see from here that in order to get a kapara for Kal Yisrael, you bring the carbonus. Omar Lefanov, Amavinu says, But there's not always going to be a base Mikdash. What's going to be if there's no carbonos? No base in Mikdash. Don't worry. Because even if they can't bring the carbonos, they'll read about the carbonos. When Klausel reads about the halachas of the carbon, I'll make it as if they bring the carbonos in front of me. I'll call them and I'll be Michael them. For all of their avayas. Let's pause and talk about this for a moment. Okay? Let's pause and talk for a moment. First of all, you see the importance of Avram Avinu wanting to put everything on the table with his relationship with the Rabbi Big message in life. You ever go into a relationship with somebody? I'm not saying do this by a marriage. But... To an extent, yeah. You got to know what it is. When it comes to business, when it comes to joint ventures, it's crucial to bring up initially what's going to happen when things go wrong. Right now, we don't want to talk about it. But you need to. I'm going to be the Sester it's me and you. We got, we got something going here. You're promising me. But... That's not how relationships work. It's not always easy. There's difficult times. What's going to happen when we separate? What's plan, what, what's plan Z? And the Rabbi Shalom says to Amravina, we will never separate. You don't understand this relationship. It's never going to be. Amravina says, what do you mean? You've done it before. Because Brogu says it's different. It's a different type of relationship. And I'm going to give an outlet for whenever there's an Avera and your children are turning against our bris, our covenant, 
Here's, here's what's going to be. But they spell everything out. They meaning Avravinu and Ebeshur. They spell it out. It's important to spell out every last detail of what's going to be from now, in five years, 50 years, inheritors, so on and so forth. Spell that all out. That's number one. Okay. Number two, a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a humor I'll share. Amrita says, how do you know the world's not going to be destroyed? Yeah. So here's, here's the joke. There was a doctor, a architect, and a prime minister or president of a country. And they're showing off which job is most important. So first the doctor says, my job is so important. I was the doctor, to be a doctor was the first job God ever gave to the world. Because on the sixth day of creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put Adam under anesthesia, put him to bed, put him to sleep, and he took out his rib and he made Chava. You see the importance of doctors. First, uh, first profession. The architect says, what are you talking about? That was the sixth day. Do you know that, his, that the first blueprint that of the world was the Torah? Hashem only made the world through the Torah. His taco by rice, so bariyama. Hashem looked into the Torah. So you had a blueprint. You see, that in order to even get to day six, to all the creation, he needed an architect. So my job came first. I'm much more important. And the politician, president, prime minister says, what are you, what are you guys talking about? Before you, there was me. Sayu Everything I made, I, the world was totally empty. That's the job of the politician. Yeah, what do they do? It's empty. <laughs> they just destroy everything. That's what I, that's what I do. Okay, sayu That's the, the political joke. Okay, now let's get to the real story over here. Uh, after we pull that out. Amavinu and the Rebbein Shlaim. Yeah? He says, how do I know you're not going to back out of this relationship? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, there's something called Karbanais. And Karbanais sacrifices are meant not as the animal, but when people would offer sacrifices, they were thinking of themselves. And they were saying, that whatever's happening here in each step of the Avaidah represents me. This is me. It's because of this Avaidah and this is what's going to bring the Kapara and there's the, the Shechita and the Salting and each step represents a, a Yid's ability to remove sin and ultimately move back to that, in, to that initial Relationship, as we've spoken out previously, mitzvahs and our relationship with the Rabbani Shalom is who we are. It defines us. We are a son, we are a bar mitzvah. And Avera never becomes us. Never becomes us. We don't become bar Averas, we become bale Averas. And this is what Akadish Baruch is letting Avram Avinu know. There's no, there's no carbon. There's, there's not going to have carbonus. But as long as Kaisal reads Karbanis and they take in the message of the Karbanis, ultimately, they're going to realize that yes, 
your mitzvahs have an impact on the world and your averis have an impact on the world. But it works differently. When a mitzvah impacts us, it impacts us forever. What a chesed. But when an avera impacts us, it's not forever because it's really not who we are. It has an impact on the world and everything we do has an impact, but it could be undone. Specific for avera. Tremendous chesed. What an opportunity the Rabbi Shalom is, is, is uh, putting in front of us. And as long as we take in that message of the carbon, because Baruch Hu is promising, Armavinu, have no fear. I got your children covered. Tanur Rabban of the rabbis learned, so should we, Anshe Mishmar. The, the, the Kayhanim of the Mishmar, Hayim Mispalim, or Kobin Achem, Sheikabu Baratzen. They would daven that the ones who are doing the actual Avaida should have their Karbanas accepted appropriately. Anshe Maimin, Miskansan, the Besakhanah says, and the people, the Yisraelim of the Maimit, they would get together in the Shul, the Yishrin, Dalit Taniyais, and they would fast on four days, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. B'sheni, b'shabes, b'shishi, b'revi, b'chamishi. B'sheni, on, on Monday, what was the focus for Monday's fast? Al yardei hayom. They would focus on the yardei hayom. They would daven for, for the world that there shouldn't be any damage through water. B'shlishi. And on their Tuesday's uh, to-do list, al Baris. It was to help bring protection for those who needed to travel through desert areas. Buravi. And on Wednesday, what was the focus of their fasting and their davening? Al-Askara. Which is truly choking, but it's a tightening of the throat. That it shouldn't happen to any of the children. Thursday's focus was for pregnant and nursing women to have health. Ubarai shalayapilu. Pregnant women, they shouldn't miscarry. Menikais, nursing women, shianikwas, benayam, that their children should, uh, should receive proper nutrition. Ubarai Shabbos, and on Friday, they're still part of the Mishmar, remember, but there was no fast, right? They didn't fast on Friday. To Shabbos itself. Okay? Says the what about Sunday? my time Sunday is a normal day. We have to realize that as Americans. Sunday is like Monday. Okay? Why don't we fast on Sunday? What did we learn previously? Because of Nitzrin. You hear this? The Goyim. Because of the Goyim. They um, considered it to be a, a uh, Yomtev. And they would um, and they would get upset if we would fast. The other Tanayim don't like this, and they say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" They say, "No, Rosh Hashanah No, Adam was made on Friday, and Friday Shabbos Sunday. Since it's the third day from creation, it's the weakest day for humanity. How fascinating! The same way on the third day of a bris milah, the body's weak. He says that on Friday a, the, a person is created, and then you have Shabbos and Sunday. So Sunday the body is at its weakest time, and therefore you should not fast for Mamadis. Oh, you got to go on a diet. We're coming out of a Shabbos food. We have coming into Shabbos and the Shomi Yaser. 
And on Matzei Shabbos, Shomizera leaves Shenamar Shabbos va'inofash kibon she Shabbos. Once there's no longer any Shabbos, vay of the nefesh, there no longer is a nefesh. And therefore, according to Reish Lakish, since there's a loss of a neshama yaseira that leaves a vacuum, and that vacuum is filled up with physical weakness, because Shabbos is physical strength. You have the added strength of the neshama yaseira, and once it leaves. The person's body becomes weak. On Sunday, we read from Bereshis to Vayahi Rakia. Tana, we learned in a Brisa, Bereshis Bishnayim. The Psukim of Bereshis is split up into two alias. Yehi Rakia, and then the part of Yehi Rakia, that is Be'echad. That is put into one aliyah. Says the Gemara, one second. Bishma Be'echad Be'echad. Now, in order to understand this question, we have to understand a premise. There's a halacha, which is that a person is never called up to the Torah to read less than three verses. Okay? You're never called up to read less. You need at least three verses. So, ask the Gemara, I understand, We understand why Hirakiya is only one person called up to it. You got your three psukim. Makes sense. Elaboratious bishnayim. But to split up Bereshis into two parts, one second. Hey, Psukei Havyon. There's only five initial, initial Psukim. And we learned from the Mishnah. Five Psukim amongst two Aliyas. That means one guy is getting three Psukim and one guy is getting two Psukim. How is that possible? Rav Omar Daily. Rav says something that we talk to do on Rosh Chedesh. Rav says... Go back and repeat the third pasuk. So according to Rav, he says like this. Read the first three psukim, one, two, three. And then the second aliyah gets three, four, five. You're going to repeat the third pasuk twice. And then Vyakiya is psukim um, uh, uh, six, seven, eight. O Shmuel Amar Paisik. Shmuel says, divide the third pasuk. You hear this? Split it up. Read a half a pasuk. Okay? Read half a puzzle. That's how Rashi explains. Says the Gemara, one second. Rav da Omar Doilig, if you're bothered by how to split up the puzzle, Gemara is about to explain for us. Rav da Omar Doilig, Rav says you repeat it again, my time will be Omar Paisik. Why does he split up the puzzle? He says, Whoever heard of splitting up a puzzle? A puzzle is a puzzle. If Maish Rabbeinu didn't split it up, you can't split it up. Yeah? Don't tell my kids this when I split a Twizzler in half and tell them they each have a candy. Yeah? The company doesn't split it up. Why are you splitting it up? Yeah? This is Shmuel Amar Paisik. Shmuel says, split the Pasuk. Why? Umi Paskina. Who says to split a Pasuk? Rav Chanina Kara. Rav Chanina, the reader, would say, Tsar Godol Hayali Eitzorchina Godol. It took a lot of Tsaris for me, that uh, Reb Chanina allow, uh, to, to get Reb Chanina ben Gadol to allow, but he literally lives like El He never let me split up the reading of a Pesach unless I was teaching kids in school, since they needed to learn it piece by piece. But outside of that, you're not allowed to say a half a Pesach. So what's this whole idea of Shmuel? Says the Gemara, listen to this. Shmuel says, I'll tell you my reason. Your whole reason for being able to teach a kid 
is the exact reason that we have here. Why did Rabbi Hanina Hagadol allow when we teach school kids to learn part of a pasuk? Because no other option. You can't stop so much information at once into their brains. You got to take it piece by piece. So the same way over there, you you we allow you to stop because that's the only way to go about it. Says Shmuel. Okay. So you see from there, when there's no other way to go about it, you could split up sukkim. When he had five sukkim, we're stuck. We need two alias. So now there's no there's no other way about it. You'll divide the puzzle. Says the Gemara, why is there no other way about it? Why can't you do what Rob said? Repeat it. Ushmul Amar Paisik, my timely Amar Dalek. Why does he have a problem with uh, with Rob's opinion? Says the Gemara, there's a big problem. Ready for this? Here's the problem. The problem is there's always people leaving shul early, and there's always people coming in late. A guy's gonna, a guy's going to be in shul. He's gonna read three psukim. There's gonna be two psukim left, and he's gonna walk out. And he's gonna think there's a halacha. You could read. They left over two psukim. It must be you can have an aliyah with two psukim, or somebody's gonna walk in late. And he's going to have missed the first aliyah. And he's not going to realize they're repeating the pasuk. So says Shmuel, we can't tell you to just repeat it instead of splitting up because nechnasim and yaitzim. And therefore, you got to split it up. Because at least if you divide the pasuk, people are going to say, oh, you need to have more than two psukim in an aliyah. That's the, why Shmuel is saying you cannot repeat. What are we left with? We're stuck. So you got to split up the same way as a school teacher. Mesvei, they asked a challenging question. One second. Here is, listen to the following Bryson. Listen to this. Says the Bryson. Parsha shall shisha psukim. What happens when you have a parsha of six psukim total? Kairin Isa bishnai. Two alias. Vishal chamisha. What if you have five psukim? Okay, so if you have five psukim, the first guy should read three three psukim. Hasheni kare mi mi What do we do with the second aliyah? We tell him like this: You read the last two psukim of this parsha, but just read one additional pasuk, even though it's going into the next parsha. Okay. New topic, new conversation, new paragraph, but we're going to read one pasuk into there. The Yeshayimrim, and some say, now here's what you do. You don't read it three psukim, two psukim, and one pasuk into the next parsha. Here's what you got to do. You read it three psukim, two psukim left, and then three more psukim into the next parsha. Because you never read less than three psukim into a parsha. You understand what we just did? Again, what's this Bryce recommending? You have five psukim to read. Two alias to give. Mamish what we have. We're voracious, right? So tell what you do. First, aliyah, three psukim. Next, aliyah should finish it. According to one opinion, you add one more psukim. Now you got three. According to the other opinion, you read three more. So for a total of five psukim. Now, is there any opinion here to repeat the third Pasuk? No. Is there any opinion here to divide the third Pasuk? No. Rav and Shmuel are early Amiram. 
Here we have a brysa telling us to do two completely different things than Rav and Shmuel are saying. The brysa is not telling us to break a pasuk, repeat a pasuk. You know what it says? Keep on reading. There's a machlekes how much to keep reading. But the brysa, but it says, keep on reading. Says the Gemara. According to Rav who holds to repeat the pasuk, Lid like the Bryce should tell us, just repeat Pusuk number three. Ulaman number Pisik, and according to Shmuel says, divide the Pusuk, pipe the left side. Divide, pu- divide Pusuk number three. Neither one of those opinions work out with our Brysa. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, no, I'll tell you the difference. Shiny Hasam. The Brysa, which tells us keep reading, is different. Why? The Islay Rabcha, because you could keep on reading. What does that mean? Says Rashi like this, beautiful. When it comes to the Mamadais, we're purposely limiting ourselves to specific verses. Why? As we learned earlier, because each day has a different focus and a brand new message. So we can't keep reading. When we could keep reading, like on a regular Monday, Thursday, whatever it is, Tainus. Read a few more psukim. What does learning more Tyra hurt? We say Beseder. Says Rabbi Shmuel, we'll agree with that. We're not arguing that price. But the reason why over here we're giving a different etzah and we're saying repeat or divide is because you're not allowed to keep reading. Because if you keep reading, you're going into the focus of the next day's tainus. Your next day's focus of the maimed. And we dafka don't want to go there. When you dafka don't want to go there, this is when we have the advice, don't keep reading. Rather repeat or divide the pasuk. Beautiful. Two dots. We'll hold it here for today in Bez Hashem. We will pick up from here tomorrow on Erev Shabbos at 12.15. Have a wonderful, wonderful Erev Shabbos, everybody.